Hello. Hey, I finally got on. I had to join their Wi-Fi. Uh, yeah, that, that does help. Yeah, it helped a lot. I mean, <laughs> I had three bars. Now, I haven't three bars since I stopped drinking back in the 70s, but. <laughs> three bars, yeah. <laughs> no, I, I never was a drinker. I never was a drinker anyway, but. But anyway, finally got on. We're actually from Mississippi this time, not from Texas. So, well, there you go. Broadcasting out of Mississippi. Welcome to KLE. (laughs) Conversation that could be any day. Any day. Any day conversation. (laughs) Just whenever we have one. Whenever we jump on, you get it. You're going to get it. That's right. That's awesome. While I'm broadcasting from Pennsylvania. <laughs> you almost forgot. No? <laughs> yeah, I was thinking of... I meet people every day who um, kind of are either here or from somewhere or selling somewhere or buying somewhere else in the country. <laughs> I go from anything from PA to Kentucky to Texas to Nevada right. to, yeah, so it's interesting. Well, the nice thing, uh, it, if you say PA, you know, kind of relatively regional, they understand yes. what you're talking about. Yes. Uh, but you talk to somebody in London and say PA, they probably have no idea what you're talking no, about. No, they don't, yeah. They, well, they, they don't even know where Pennsylvania is. <laughs> well, yeah, that's true. And don't, and don't care. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, like, oh, really? <laughs> yeah. yeah. So? That's true. That's true. Hey, I got a real, li- a real life question for you. Yes. What do you do or how do you handle it? When you've got somebody that that um, basically anything you do, they believe that you're against them and they lash out and um, uh, it's actually it's actually a demonic type presence, but it's it's something that that even happens in your own house and everything. And and I'm not talking about a spouse or anybody else. I'm talking about. Uh, you know, family that comes in or something that, that just is totally against everything. And, uh, you know, I mean, you, you wrestle not against flesh and blood. So, you know, you understand that and you take that posture, but boy, in the heat of the battle or the heat of it, it sure is, it sure is difficult to not remember that it's not flesh and blood you're battling against. Yeah. Yeah. I get that. <clears throat> You get well, it too, I mean, huh? <laughs> uh, well, no, I mean, I've, I've had situations like that. Uh, um, but, but, you know, I was actually thinking today is like um, the normal Christian life, you know? It's like, right. What is the normal Christian life? And, you know, what does that look like? What should it look like? I think that's the important thing. But, um, yeah, yeah. You know, it's it's kind of, I, I think is in the midst of all these kind of questions is like what how do we position ourselves you know and 
because regardless of of who it is, where it is, how it, they respond or don't respond, is we've got to kind of settle on the inherent um, principles, truths, right? Know, yeah, who are you? Yeah. laws that that kind of is like this is who I am, regardless of what. Right. This right. Is how I yeah. respond to life, you know, and. And I, I, just as you were talking, I was thinking of a, a, a post um, that I put into Kingdom, in the, into the Kingdom Leadership Equipping Group last night. And uh, Jesus said in the Message Bible in Matthew chapter 5, he says, you're familiar with the old written law, love your friends, and it's, it's unwritten companion, hate your enemy. But he says, I'm challenging that. I'm telling you to love your enemies. Let them bring out the best right. in you, not the worst. Right. Someone gives you a hard time, respond with the supple moves of prayer, and for then you are working out of your true self, right? God created self. This is what God does, He gives His best the sun to warm and the rain to nourish to everyone, regardless the good, the bad, the nice, and the nasty. All you do is love the lovable, you expect a bonus. Anyone can do that if you simply say hello to those who greet you, then you expect a medal. Any right. one of the So he says, in a word, I'm saying this: grow up. Your kingdom <laughs> subject. He says, you you're, you are kingdom subject. Now live like it. Live out of your God created identity. Live generously, graciously towards others, the way God lives towards you. And that kind of, uh, um, you know, that it, it's a it's a it's a high. I don't want to say a high standard. Um, but yeah, it kind of it sets the bar above what you know what is normal life to, um, and and uh, you know and that this is something that we should constantly be developing in our life. I think in, in the growth process. Right, right. Well, <clears throat> as I'm sitting here thinking about the whole situation and process that that uh, happened recently it didn't happen i mean i'm i'm with our daughter right now so it, it didn't happen with them <laughs> but uh, um as i'm thinking about the situation there's something that i also learned over the years that i never saw christ do it um and that was we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against powers, principalities, rules of darkness. So, but he didn't, if somebody was opposing him straight up right to his face, he didn't necessarily, I don't remember it anyway, rebuke the enemy behind that. Uh, the only time he did that was with Peter. That's right. That's right. Yeah. And, but that was, that was somebody that he was mentoring. So there was a, right. There's a big difference that. there. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. So you just didn't lash out and, and start rebuking some enemy um, out there openly to that person's face or to that situation or whatever. Um, he may have done it behind the scenes. We don't know. He didn't, didn't give us that example, but uh, I don't, didn't ever see him when somebody opposed him. Or somebody said things or whatever. He didn't come out and and verbally, openly say something to that spirit at that point. So, except like you said to Peter. Yes. So, and like you said, there was a certain instance there where he was in that 
role or that that uh, posture or that attitude or that uh, that place in Peter's life. I mean, he had a place. Peter had given him a place in his life. And so he had that ability or had that uh, opening, like Paul says, I, I have a certain measure of rule that extends unto you, but not to everybody. Not to everybody, that's exactly right. Right. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's, it's wasted, you know, casting your pills before swine kind of thing. is like right. trying, right. to, trying to correct. Um, now, religiously, of course, is a different story. What we're trying to do is force people to conform to my idea of, of what they should be and do and, Etc. Etc. You know that, and and Jesus. I mean, he he avoided that because that was the kind of situation the Pharisees and Sadducees, you know, constantly brought to him. You know, um, um, they were expecting him to um, kind of behave in a certain way, um, right? Which was their their you know their religious concept of what should happen, and uh, and Jesus challenges that as you know as a from from a relational standpoint, <laughs> right? You know, if your he says if your righteousness does not exceed that of the the, the, um, the Pharisees, you know, it's like you, you've got to because their righteousness was based upon conformance to their you know, traditions, right? And, uh, now he did point say you brood of vipers, you whitewashed sepulchers. You know, I mean, he did say something at one point to them, but it wasn't. Um, he didn't get riled when they riled him. <laughs> no, no, exactly. And that's that's kind of you know what I'm alluring to when when we when I'm, let's say you know what is normal, what should be the normal Christian life, you know? And it's like, what do do we react or do we respond? Right. I'm always reminded of those two things. Like you can react, which means. It's the stimulus comes, you you react in, in some form or fashion straight away. Um, but responding is you choose how your posture is going to be. You, know, you right. choose um, how you're going to respond emotionally, how you're going to respond uh, verbally, how you're going to respond you know, in demeanor. To yeah. Well, at that point... Um when some things um, basically all hell broke loose and, and things were being said and, and um, um, uh, anyway, it, it, it broke down so bad that I finally just said, I agree with you and hung up uh, something about an evil spirit leaving the 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 um, the house, and I said I agree, <laughs> and, and hung up the phone. I mean, I don't need to continue on with just some sort of a <clears throat> that discourse over the phone anyway. I mean, that's not yeah, just beating the drum on it, yeah, yeah. <laughs> right. So it didn't really do anything. But immediately afterwards, man, I I was all I was. I was like Elvis, man. I was all shook up. Uh-huh. And, <laughs> yeah. uh, you know, I, I immediately called, um, I called a person just to stand with me to agree on something. Um, 
because if any two of you agree on earth is touching that thing, it shall be done for you. And it wasn't that that person, uh, anything vindictive against that person. It was against the spirit that was behind it. Uh, right. Not be present uh, because we, I was away from the house at the time uh, that person was, was there with my mom uh, influencing her. And uh, there was just, I mean, it was just, um, it was just a bad situation is what it was. And it was, it was evil, uh, just evil. And, and so, but I needed to, I needed to take care of that spirit. So after, after we hung up then, um, I just had somebody agree with me and, and, um, just take that thing down and you don't have to do a long shout or a long, you know, spell at it. You just speak to it and tell it what, you know, tell it who really has the authority there by Christ. And that has no right to be there. So, I mean, that's that was pretty simple. But I noticed that it calmed me down in doing that as opposed to trying to do that over the, because immediately. And I'm just I'm just sharing what I did at that point, uh, because what happened was, is that um, some things were said and uh, uh, from this other person. And, and and I and I paused for um quite a little bit and all of a sudden inside my heart i thought that's what that thing wants you to do is shut up yeah and so i said in the name of jesus you leave this person alone you get off of them you get out of there and you get out of my house and boy the shouting ensued and the you know um uh, and the funny thing was i wasn't even talking to that person on the phone i was talking to my mom and that person heard it and then took over the phone call. So uh, it became, uh, you know, as I continued to say in the name of Jesus, stop it and get out. Um, that's when uh, it said, uh, the person said, yeah, you get out of my house. <laughs> and immediately I thought, no, this is not your house. This does not belong to you. Um in no way, shape, or form. So, you know, you have no authority there. And so, anyway, um, there, as soon as he said, you know, that uh, get out of this house or uh, you must leave, I said, I agree. And that's when I hung up the phone. And, and that's, I noticed that I was getting sucked into a whirlwind of, of, uh, distraction, a whirlwind of, of, uh, yeah, emotion, uh, just getting all worked up. And, um, I thought, you know, this isn't, this isn't spiritual anymore. This isn't because I battled, I mean, I've been in a lot of different things with demonic things and casting out devils and all that sort of stuff. And, and this was a little different. This one was a different, um, um, this one was different than what I've dealt with before in those types of situations. And so, uh, when it said that I immediately agreed, <laughs> agree with your adversary quickly, <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> but I agreed with that because it was truth. You know, you get out of this house and whatever spirit it is. And, um, um, and then hung up and, and then afterwards, you know, sought sought somebody to agree with me uh on a righteous plane um and 
I just noticed that I calmed down a lot. And that's probably an indicator. If you're getting wound up emotionally and wound up, you probably better take a step back because you've got, you've got something more involved than with you. And you're probably sucked into the same thing at that point. So I'm not saying give up on casting out the devil or whatever. I'm just saying that there's, there's something you might want to consider doing differently at that point. Yeah. So. Yeah. It's, it's, uh, you know, at times like, um, we, we, you know, I was thinking about this yesterday while I was driving and I thought, you know, the thing that we, we, well, not one thing. I mean, that, again, I come back to what is the normal Christian life? Right. Right. And I think it's like a number of things. First, we have to understand our authority to take dominion, not over people, but over situations. Over right. Demonic influence, etc. Right. Number two is is that we need to understand spiritual laws. We need to understand how things of the spirit work. You know, right. Is that, um, number three, we've got to be discerning. We, you know, we. I'm not talking about discerning of spirits, like as a as a, a gift of the, as a manifestation of the spirit of God, which is something totally different. But it's just the wisdom to know how do I respond in this situation? And that's right. having our senses that I think is, to be able to know. <laughs> yeah. And, and that's where, you know, growth and maturity come in. It's like what you did is step back and that's wisdom. You know, that's, that's, that's maturity at times. It's like, don't, you know, like many, I've seen parents like arguing and debating with their children, getting into a full contentious, kind of argument concerning the point who's right, who's wrong, who's going to win, who's going to lose. Right, right. That just reveals so much immaturity, so much insecurity. Um, And what happens is everybody loses at that point in time. Right, right. So, um, you know, the the relationship suffers and that is not, you know, that doesn't serve anybody's purpose because then you've got no foundation, you've got nothing to grow from then if you destroy that and but at the same time if somebody is uh, throwing the relationship you know on the ground for or pigs to, for the swine to trample on then you know you can't, kind of got to choose your approach at that point in time uh, that it, when i've done you know when i do leadership training that's there's six methods there's six ways that I know of that you can approach a situation and and so sometimes it's a hard approach sometimes a head approach sometimes it's a logical approach sometimes it's a an emotional approach you, you've got to discern but there is sometimes you just got to walk away and say now is not the right time it's too heated it's too emotional right uh, we kind right. of get sucked in when especially when it's a lot of feeling a lot of raw emotion a lot of and and of course, you've got this influence going on behind the scenes that makes, you know, he loves to ride on the whole feeling thing, you know, on the whole emotional thing, uh, is at that point in time um, is to say, you know what, it's time to step away and let's get to reason again and uh, into a better mindset. Now we can approach it. So, you know, there's two, there's three things we can do. Um, we either fight or we flight or we freeze. Right. 
and and uh, and uh, so some people just got passive, some people just like. And when I talk about flight, it's not removing yourself from a situation for for um, a, a real intentional purpose, but it's it's like flight. It's like uh, yeah, right. Removing right. yourself to the point that there's like no connection. You know, it's just like running right. away, hiding away. You know, and and you don't have to physically. You, you can be right there and remove yourself from a situation. It's just like right. boom. Yeah. You, you know yeah. how people. Guys, sometimes their wife is going on and on, and suddenly, suddenly the husband goes, that's it, shuts down. <laughs> He's removed himself from the situation. No more communication, no more talking, no more. And then we do the silent treatment on each other. That's like, you know, so that's flight. Fight, of course, is like, I'm going to win this battle. And, you know, right. So I'm going to throw. And so whoever's got the best verbal communication, you know, the best words to use, the, the you know, the more, you know, the, I don't want to say stronger personality, but you know, in the sense of like who can who can bamboozle and bully their way into right. victory. Yeah, you know, they the winner and the other one's the loser. But everybody loses in that. And that's probably uh, the tough point is realizing that in any relationship, if it's a relationship or going to be one, there is no winner or loser. No, there cannot be. Yeah. As soon as and that's you the point is like Yeah, yeah, you both lose. So we always you know, you think about is like um we in a situation is like we choose. We choose. Okay, I'm going to win. You're going to lose. Or otherwise, I'm going to lose. You're going to win. I'm just going to capitulate and say, okay, right. or whatever. Um, or um, we've got a lose lose, which is most of the end of the time it's going to be a lose lose, or it's going to be a win win. You know, right. um, which is ultimately what we're looking for. But if if somebody is very emotional at that point in time, there's no win. There's no lose. It's just, right. at that point in time. It's like okay, we need to renegotiate in a sense. We need to compromise here. And the best thing may be for me to exit from this emotionally charged situation that's going to escalate. Because once you're in an emotional situation, it just escalates from that point onwards. It just gets... Right. All more things are said that shouldn't be said. And, and, and regretfully, you know, afterwards you go, ah, oh, geez, I shouldn't have said that. And right. You cannot, be caught, you cannot be caught in that. And it's 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 a journey. I mean, that doesn't come that doesn't come overnight. That's you know a, a mature situation. So uh, I commend you for at that point in time saying I'm going to step away from this right now because you know, a shouting match never solves any problems. In fact, what it does is it affects the people around, and reveals your uh, insecurity, reveals your um, kind of immaturity, and you end up being blamed. <laughs> that's what oh, I yeah. found is like people blame you because now you it doesn't matter even if you would like the victim because you are standing up for yourself and begin to shout and scream and demand and, and want to win the battle what happens is everybody looks at you because they expect different from you oh yeah so, uh, you know and so you get blamed for the situation and that in the start it's not the truth but that it doesn't matter right. because in that situation that's what everybody's perception is is what wins. You know, so. Well, they lose all respect for your any of your authority that you might have had anyway. Uh, well, you've lost authority. So yeah, yeah, that's why Jesus that's never ever got himself into yeah. a, into, into yeah, a, you never a, an emotional place of authority. Yeah, I guess that's why you know I know I've said this before, but Jesus Christ says he spoke as one in authority. He didn't speak with authority or try to speak with. 
he's focused though yeah. he had authority so yeah. when you have when you really believe you have it you speak a total different way than right. if you're trying to to establish it or tr you think you have to try to position yourself in something yeah. and so exactly. uh, to speak as one having authority you just say no or i agree or whatever i mean it's not but it's not an emotional response necessarily yeah yeah so um yeah, yeah sorry no no go ahead and I'm, i was just thinking of that incident where where Jesus' hometown. I mean, all the, all his friends and neighbors that he had grown up with wanted to throw him off the edge of a cliff. <laughs> it's like, we say, what? Yeah. <laughs> it's just like, yeah. what, 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 you bunch of bozos? I spent 30 years with you. What's the matter, you idiots? You know, it's just like, yeah. and now uh, he, he just uh, calmly walked through the midst of them and walked away. You know, it's just like, right. um, yeah, he, he, he knows, he knows who he is. He knows, um, purpose he knows his authority he doesn't have to convince people of it you know he doesn't have right. to try and persuade people to that he's a person of authority uh, he, he doesn't stand there go hey what's the matter with you people don't you realize i'm a rabbi right. now right. and i've got i've got disciples what's the matter with you yeah people? you know it's just like he just walks through it's not, it's well the thing is time. too it didn't seem to at least it doesn't record it that it affected him afterwards uh, you know, like he went into a a funk and had to go to the garden and pray for, you know, hours or whatever. Yeah, uh, yeah he 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 already had he already had that place. And and that's probably what bothered me more than anything is that it it shook me out of a place of rest for longer than it should have. And I mean, not not that I'm religiously saying it should have only taken five minutes or, you know, whatever. Uh, yeah, what, yeah, yeah. It just I knew that it disturbed me greater than it should have. Yeah. And that's where that's what bothered me more than anything was not just my response, but how long it took me to recover uh, from that. And a lot of times, like they say, you know, it's it's. Um, more hurtful coming from somebody who you're related to <laughs> than, than it is from somebody you don't know. Because uh, these are people, like you said, you grew up with them. I mean, you were, yeah. you know, um, and then to have that type of um, relationship now or that type of thing going on is just, uh, um, you know, it, it's just a shocker. So, yeah. Um, but to to have that turn in such a way and, and uh, in such a heated way um, and, you know, th then, of course, like you said, you, you are the one that is blamed. You are the one that is the fault. You are the one that is the cause, because that's what that 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 spirit does. It points it at you. And. Um, I have a tendency to get introspective anyway. I'm going to check myself out and see if I'm the yeah, one. Me too. Yeah, yeah, me too. Yeah. Yeah. I'm going to, I'm going to, well, maybe what they're saying is true. You know, I mean, maybe what, and so I go through all that and I check it out and see, and I go, well, yeah, it could be true. You know, <laughs> you know but, um, and, and I guess that's where, that's how that enemy knows how to push our buttons. It knows, 
it can catch us in a half truth. It can catch us in something. Uh, And I guess that's why when it says of Christ that Satan came but had nothing in him. There was nothing that, that Satan at that point could say that would disturb him from his place in his father. He knew who he was. He knew his relationship and nothing was going to disturb that relationship. And uh, that's what I've come to over the last couple of days is just realizing that um, I just, I really desire that relationship even more with my father and that, that piece of that um, because um, to, to have a, to go through a, basically a, a, a semblance of a Gethsemane over something like that. I mean, Jesus, you know, Jesus Christ went through it because of something his father was asking him to do, not what the people were saying. You know? <laughs> yeah, he never responded to the people. No, no, no. So, I mean, he did yeah, get I mean, upset a couple times, you know, went into the temple. Yeah. And, uh, you know, with a, with a whip that he had made and overturned all the tables. I mean, so, you know, it wasn't like he was a calm, passive dude. I mean, yeah, exactly. But it was always, you know, the word meekness, meekness, meekness doesn't depict um, in its, in in the essence of its definition. Milk toast, not milk toast, like we think. Yeah, it, it, yeah, it's not, it's not this like weakness. Right. (laughs) It's it's not weakness or passivity or, or or subjection. It's it's actually passion under control. Right. Yeah. And so um, meekness is the is the self control uh, that you exercise within the context of any relational situation. Is that right. you can exercise self control um, whether it's anger, whether it's um, depression, whether it's uh, you know, from one extreme to the other, from extreme wrath to to uh, the lowest ebbs. You know, um, right? I was sharing with uh, many years ago. I was helping a guy that was really struggled. I mean, he was on medication for for you know for emotional highs and lows, and uh, and because he would live out like he would go extreme on the high, and then yeah. the next day he would be extreme on the low. And that's the thing oh, they is call like it bipolar now. Yes, exactly. He's, I was he's naked, it's bipolar bear. But yeah. <laughs> so um, the the thing about it is is for every up there's a down. So right. if right. you're in a heated emotional situation, um, you've got to know the next day there's gonna be a down. There's going to be uh, a down, and for every down there's gonna be a high. So you're gonna respond to a down, it's going to come around and and it's going to be anger. So you wonder why, like people sometimes like they're angry and then they like you know morose. You know, it's just like totally, um, you know, in a like a depressive state. Well, what's happened is it's like a sine wave. It's just going up, down, up, down, up, down. So right. if you re- always remember, for every high there's going to be a low. So within the context of a very emotional thing, there's going to be a response. There's going to be or a reaction, there's going to be another opposite to that. The secret is, in a sense, and that's what I believe, you know, why we spend time meditating on the word, why we making choices are based upon the spiritual laws of, of God's word, right. is, or the 
spiritual truths or principles, whichever you like to call it, but is we, we're constantly building that into us. We're renewing our mind, and we're renewing our mind is your mind, your will, and your emotions. It's not, it's not just to have spiritual knowledge. We think that right. transformation comes just because you have knowledge. It's not. It's taking knowledge and infusing it into your, your thinking processes, into the, the choice of your will, and into right. your emotional right. response every day. And well, as we build that in, we, we start limiting the highs and the lows. That's true. It, you know, so our, our ups are not that high and our lows are not that low. You know, right. we constantly, and that is the, that's maturity. That brings us to that place of maturity. You know? Right, so, right. So there is a process to it. That's the thing is you don't just arrive there, but at the same time, we need to get there. You know, it's like we need to be moving in that direction. Yeah, and like you said, meekness is one of those things. It's not, it's not so much that you, that you respond certain ways or whatever towards something. It's just meekness. Have you ever heard of meeking a horse? No. Uh, back in the days, I don't know when it was. It was, it was back in the Roman. From my understanding, it was back in the Roman uh, days of the Roman Empire. They used to have games for everything you know, <laughs> and, uh, but they had this one thing called meeking where they would actually train the horse so well to the master's command that, um, you know, they would, they would run through a series of things, but all the, all the master could do is either hand signals or verbal commands. And, uh, it, the final would come down between the, between the horses, the two best ones, they would light a fire underneath the belly of the horse. And the horse would not move until the master either signed it or commanded it away. And yeah. that was the final test. And I thought, you know, they who are sons of God are not led by their emotions, are not led by the situation, are not led by necessarily principle. They're led by the spirit of God. And that's where, as a son of God, you, you, we, are, we learn to be led by the Spirit of God to where, is this breath and life? Is this peace and life? Is this something that he's doing? And then do that as opposed to responding so quickly uh, out of emotion or out of whatever. I mean, but they who are sons of God are led by the Spirit of God. Just like Christ said, he said, I don't say anything except the Father tell me what to say. I don't. You know, I don't do anything except I see my father do it. If we can get right. to that place in that relationship, we won't even have to, you know, we wouldn't even be having this conversation. Yeah, exactly. Um, exactly. You know, except for the sake of maybe somebody else, um, you know, but, but here, this is so, you know, this is something I just walked through and yeah. hopefully it, it will help somebody else deal with something that, that, uh, they might be dealing with the same types of situations, whether it be at work or at home or, or wherever. Because uh, one of the key things that, that I remember, <laughs> you would think I'd remember it by now, but um, uh, Connie and I were going through kind of a rough patch for a while. And I began to, he began to speak to me and just tell me, you wrestle not against flesh and blood. I gave you the tools to take down this enemy 
in your wife's life and in your life. Now, what are you going to do with that? Uh, Because, you know, I was trained to very skillfully uh, battle people verbally. And um, it just, you know, I'd, I would preach at it. I would do different things at it. And, and at that point she just said, Hey, I don't need a preacher. You know, I don't need a prophet. I need a husband. And, and I, I get frustrated, you know, and I, uh, but I began to realize she didn't need scripture. She didn't need any of that other stuff. She just needed what she needed at that point. Yeah. Me. And I needed to fight the battles behind the scenes she didn't yeah. even need to see or know that I was fighting battles. Yeah. yeah. And the yeah. thing about it is, is that, wait, sorry. No, no, I'm done. Okay. The, the thing about that I noticed is, you know, somebody else's um, reaction becomes our stimulus. Oh. And so it, so it can stimulate um, so our true. own. So ins- sorry. I said so true. Yeah, it, 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 it stimulates our own insecurities, you know, our own fears, our own anxieties. Right. Um, or it can be the trigger that releases that godly character, you know, in us, that, that growth and that maturity that begins to be revealed. And, you know, where we represent our father in the situation. And um, we, we fail. I mean, you know, that, but that's the process of growth. The thing about it is the sooner we can grow into that situation, the, the greater our influence will be within the context of, of the relationships that we find ourselves in. Right, right. And uh, I mean, I remember it's like when, I, when Shell and I were married, we were married young. And, uh, she was 18, I was 21. And uh, when we got married, man, it's just like, uh, she was struggling with, with tremendous rejection. And I didn't know it, you know, I. I, we, I mean, we'd always had like right through our courtship, we'd always have like these arguments and stuff. And I just like, but you know, I love the the woman, and the, and God told me to marry her, so that was it, you know. So, but when we now throw we thrown into one little room, uh, right, apartment thing, you know, it's yeah. just like I'll live oh together. man, it just compounds the emotional situation, right, and. Uh, right. And I didn't know what to do. I mean, I, I love this so much. And, and we, we're having these battles, man. It's just like people thought we were going to get divorced. I mean, within the first year of our marriage, you know. And uh, and it was like battling for, she was struggling. Uh, and she didn't know why. And I'm struggling with her struggles. And I don't know why, you know. It's just like, and, and, um, and you talk about, you know, battling the thing behind the scenes. So what I did was... Um, I, I didn't know what to do, but I, I knew that Jesus said, whosoever shall say and shall not doubt in his heart, but shall believe that what he says will come to pass. You know, whatever right, he right. Said. And so I said, okay. So I tried the whole thing when she one day was going off and I was going off. I said, I rebuke that devil in you. And that was the wrong thing to do. <laughs> if, oh, my word. That was, you do not do that. Uh, husbands, <laughs> wives, if, if you're listening, never do that. You're just in serious trouble. Um, so I, I decided, hey, I'm going to do something else. And I can't, you know, it's just like you try to calm the thing down and so you start rebuking the person. Oof, big trouble. Anyway, yeah, so yeah. Um, what I did was, I said, you know what? I know. I know God's purpose in this. I know God's willingness. So what I, 
I took the amplified version of the Bible, and, and when hit, she went, he hit her uh, head with it. Yes, I hit her with that big ten-pound Bible, man. So she was unconscious. No, no, I didn't do that. Um, so when, when she went to bed and to sleep, I would stand there and I would speak. Um, 1 Corinthians 13, over her, over me, and over us. Oh, and wow. then yeah. in the, I would make sure I would wake up before she woke up in the morning, and I did the same thing. And then during the day, um, I would take, whenever I had an opportunity at work, I would take out the Amplified Version, and I would speak 1 Corinthians 13, over her, over me, and over our marriage. Right. And I did that over and over again, maybe for about a yeah, and suddenly something began to click. Something yeah. began to. You know, we don't really it. believe that cr that the word is the seed. We don't, for some reason, we don't believe that it's a seed. Yep. No, we don't, and and it does grow and it does produce. I can tell right. you, because I'm married now forty years. You know, so uh, it worked, and and you know, at, at at a point, I mean, there was a process to her deliverance, but. Right. There came a point where I, I could help her um, get um, set free, you know, from from that um, rejection. You know? So um, that is, but I wouldn't have got there. I would have, if I had just reacted to her situation, I end, might have ended up leaving. She might have ended up getting into another marriage where that person would not have understood wasn't you know he wasn't destined he wasn't called he wasn't right purpose right. to do that by god and therefore so he might have beat her up or divorced her left her you know whatever the story is and her life would have just you know gone and escalated into a bad situation right and who knows what my situation would have been coming out of it so right. two things i got out of it was you know speaking the word over our lives and over our marriage every single day for a year, two years, um, and I began to see, I began to change. Right. Not just her, but I began to change. Right. I began true. to respond according to, uh, you know, 1 Corinthians 13. And right. then I began to see her respond to 1 Corinthians 13. And then I began to see our marriage beginning to come to the place of 1 Corinthians 13. Not perfect, but, you know, we've been able to write out super crises, difficult tragedies, bad situations, and yet we still hear and we love each other, simply right. because that was the foundation of place. So it's always like you're going to be triggered. You know, relationships are going to trigger you. Oh, you're what you're going be. to be. Just like Christ said, you will have trials. <laughs> yeah, you will have trials. Exactly. Exactly. You know, the, and, and the thing about it is, is don't play the victim. You know, I, um, right. We, we kind of had this mentality is like I'm always the victim. It's not the case, you know. That's narcissistic in its approach. Is like, right. Forget about you being the victim. You be the hero, and the right. hero says, right. "I stand up. I I do what's right, regardless." You know, right. I and not because to be better than or I'm superior than become spiritual. I am. It's because you value relationship. Because you value reflecting Christ into that situation. You know, is that. More than anything, you are a son of God. I value that. And right. as a son of God, I'm going to reflect and represent my father in this. So it doesn't matter what happens around me. That is my purpose. 
not because I'm more spiritual than anybody else or because I'm maturer than you or, you know, it's not the case at all. You cannot be thinking like that because as soon as you think comparatively, you're thinking win-lose. Yeah. Go there. Yeah. So, yeah, that's true. It was my, it was my thing. I mean, even when that guy came to, to our church and um, where we, our fellowship back in Cape Town pulled everybody together and, and then began to uh, strip me in front of everybody and call me the most controlling person in the world and everything else. Um, it was like, what? For two hours, you know, just right. like totally devastated my life. And I'm thinking, what? Um, you know, I, what was the point of that? Well, I, I you know, besides the point, I know what the agenda was, but I just like, okay, I'm sitting here going, and, and initially I went into like, 24 hours of deep depression. That is just like, uh, oh my gosh, you know, I'm the worst thing under the world. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I felt yeah. betrayed. I felt betrayed, you know, by by the relationship, you know, and just yeah. I didn't expect that and whatever else. Well, but by, you know what I did was huh? by everybody that would follow that word too, or those words. Yes, well, exactly. And and they, you know, what I did was well, the thing is, everybody agreed with it <laughs> right. in the meeting, and and I'm thinking what. Uh, so, but then, you know, I chose my response. I, listen, it was, it was hurtful. It was really, really tough. I'm telling you, Steve, it was, it was hard. Even come back from that, it took me a long time to come back from that. But um, what I did was I went to every single person in that room and I went and I said, I apologize to you if ever I showed anything right because you know i wanted to make sure that the relationship you know is that um uh, i never never want to ever you know um, abuse a relationship in that way you know ever, right whatever, you know so i really wanted to and the, many of them said to me like we don't even know what he's talking about you know we don't understand that we don't understand what he was talking about so uh, and i don't even know why i agreed <laughs> Kind of thing. It, it was just like caught up in the emotion of the time, of the moment, you know. And the guy's very good. He's like exceptional with his words and, and his ability to kind of communicate what he thinks is necessary to communicate. But you know, again, we have to choose. I don't say I chose. It, it was a big growth process. That's the other thing I wanted to say is that for you know, in your situation, and you sit down, you reflect on it, and say, what can I learn from? You know, what can, what can I change in me? What do I need to, where do I need to grow up? How do I, right. how can I better myself? Better myself is not maybe the right terminology, but you know what I mean. It's like, how can I mature in this? How, what lessons, what principles can I learn from this that makes me live a, a better uh, response in that kind of situation in the future? And I think yeah. that's important as well. You know, it's like, and that's what I have to do. I should be a living epistle known and read of all men. I mean, what are they read? Right. What are they reading right now when they read my life? Exactly. You know, what are they reading when they read that situation? Yeah. Uh, and I guess that's, that's what I came apart from this with or away from this with is just, you know, where was my response? Was my response to the father or was I responding to the situation? And right. that's where I, it, it helped um, 
pinpoint, not pinpoint, but just help me realize my, um, my need for him and that relationship even more, you know, Christ and my father. And just that, just to where I, I'm so close that I, I do, I do represent him that, that, you know, that every time you get around, you pop off the top of that lid. I am preserved blameless. You know, I'm preserved. There's a preserve there. You can smell it. You can taste it. It tastes just like the real thing. So, or it is the real thing. So it's just, I guess that's the thing that I, that, that I came away with it. Just realizing that, okay, yeah, maybe I got caught up in that. Maybe I, yeah, so I did, but now where do we go from here? What do I do? Uh, You know, how do I, how do I, how do I work with that in that? And um, the working with it is just to be the relationship with our father. I guess that what boils down to and knowing being secure in that. Yeah, exactly. So. No, and that's the thing is, you know, we don't beat ourselves up about it and say, oh, well, look how bad I am and I'll never amount to anything. We all go there. That's the low again, you know. Right, right, right. Self-defeating kind of mentality. Right. Or, you know, and so always there's the up and there's the down, you know. Right. And that's just life. I mean, everything has its seasons and so, you know, it has its flow, ebb and flow in your life and the, the whole thing about it is, how do I exercise self-control in the midst of all of that? You know, that's right. So, yeah, we go through that process. We learn from it. But we, we don't allow ourselves to, um, to not be a reflection of our Father. You know, in right, the, right. You know, we're constantly growing and constantly learning from the process. And, and that, that was the tough part for me is like through the whole leadership process I, you know god sat me down in england and, and it took me years i mean i just he took me through every single leadership situation i've been through and said i want you to learn the principles you know of right what, right what is right and what is wrong you know and, and right. how how should they reflect and what you should reflect because right. the thing that we need to realize Steve, is that as leaders our our as leaders we influence we're always influencing and i'm not talking about positional leaders i'm just talking about as people that influence the world and making disciples, we're always influencing people. Because right. they always get something from who we are. Not what we do, but who we are. And so um, we need to understand that. We need to understand that we're always reflecting and representing something. Right. And, and, and therefore, you know, is that our choices, our responses, our our how we react or respond to stimulus from people's, and that's the thing is it's all within the context of relationships and people. That's you true. can't be you can't be humble, meek, um, you know, all those fruit of the spirit. You you cannot exercise that in in a vacuum in a monastery. It doesn't that's work. That's true. It, yeah. you know, it's only within the context of your community, of your society, of your family, of of the relationships you find yourself in every day. That's where you exercise the discipline of being a disciplined disciple. That's what right. it means, you know. So, um, and and we we've got to realize that that is a constant process of growth. It's 
constant process of life. That it has ramifications. I always tell my, my children, um, you know, every decision, every choice you make, regardless, whether it's emotional, whether it's your thinking choice or your choice of action or behavior, it always has a result or a consequence. That's true. Always. Always. And so your life is, is a series of choices and decisions. It's just it's a series of choices and decisions. You, you and I today are a result of what we chose yesterday. Right. Yeah. So our relationships are, I could have chosen to say, you know what, I mean, people were telling me, you know, you, you should walk away from that relationship with the child. It's not worth it. And I'm going, no. My father said, my father told me, hey, this is my vow, not to her, to God. Right. My vow before God that I would love her and cherish her and nurture her as he does the bride. And I don't see Christ ever walking under the bride, ever. And no, so just like, never. Uh, never. I will never, ever, always, ever. even to the end of the age, he says. Exactly. And, and, you know, and listen, as a bride, we screw it up a lot. Oh so man! He would, he would have every every right to walk out on us, but he's covenanted to his father that he will love us. And so right. And that, that was it. I said, if I have the spirit of Christ in me, I will operate that same way, which is I will never leave you nor forsake you, not even till the end of the age. If I have yeah. the spirit of Christ, that's how I will handle that. Right. And, but yet we have a tendency to say, well, it's just not making me happy, so I'm going to leave. And yeah, exactly. uh, yeah, how many times was Christ probably not happy <laughs> and yet yeah. chose chose to still remain faithful still? Because yeah. uh, it says while we're yet unfaithful, he is faithful still. Yeah. So right. you're just looking at the nature of Christ himself and you're going... Okay, if I'm to be brought into the fullness of stature of Christ, then that nature is going to be there where uh, it doesn't matter. Um, I'm going to be with you. Um, I'm not going to break covenant. I'm not going to break whatever. I, you know, I, I'll never leave you nor forsake you, not even till the end of the age. Yeah. And that's a, that's a powerful, powerful thing to have worked in you. Uh, because at that point, then there is no other option. You are going to take down, you're going to take down their enemies behind the scene. You're going to do whatever it takes to make sure that that person is alive and whole and well and prospered and, and everything. I mean, you're going to make sure that person has a life and that more abundantly. Right. Exactly. Right. So it's a whole different way of thinking at that point. Um, you know, I didn't, what's funny is <laughs> I didn't even think about, you used to have a thing called relationship Saturday and yeah. <laughs> we just had, we just had one on the Sunday, but <laughs> anyway, uh, just uh, talking about that same thing, because this is, this is about not just marriage, but all relationships. This is how it is. The principles yeah. apply in every single relationship. I mean, to a greater or lesser degree. So this, you know, is like my my relationship with my spouse, with Michelle, is like she's the primary, most significant relationship in my life. Right. And 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 
you know, is that that's where I've got to be able to focus because what good is it reaching professional success if I'm a failure in the most significant relationship? Right. You know, because it, there is no success really because the balance are unbooked. The books are <laughs> the books. Um, yeah, the books are unbalanced. So it's like, you know, you you need to reconcile both. Is like, right. am I am I building in my significant relationship, and then I can build. And and when I looked at communication, and when I looked at building a successful marriage relationship, the same principles apply in in building my relationship with you and with anybody else. I I need to be that person. I need to build those laws, if you may, or those principles, so deeply embedded in that I don't have to tell people the relationship is important. They can see the relationship is important. Right. In Malachi, it says, do not behave unseemly or uh, what's the word it treacherously. uses? Treacherously with the wife of your youth. Yes. Do you know what that word treacherously means? It's it's uh you know it means a bunch of different things but the main the main picture that it's supposed to show, um, is like a cloaking device. You cloak yourself. You cloak the truth. You cloak whatever it is you're doing. You hide yourself or you keep cloaked. So don't cloak yourself or hide yourself from your wife. And that, that's the simplicity of that dealing treacherously. You don't start doing things in secret. You don't start hiding. Um, what I saw when I saw that picture was the uh, old Star Trek, which was had the Klingons, and they had this cloaking device for their ships, you know, that all of a sudden you'd see it, and then, then you wouldn't see it. Yeah. And it would go hide and, and attack you from wherever. And I'm thinking... That's what he's wanting from us is not to have a cloaking device anymore yep. to where you can only see a part of my life. You can only see I need to be open. And if I still once again have the spirit of Christ, I lay down my life so you can live. Yeah. I don't hide myself so I can live. I lay That's down right. my life, my my ambitions, goals, desires, dreams, whatever, so you can live. Yeah. And that's that's a whole different way of thinking as well. Yeah. But yeah. it's the nature of Christ. It's what he did for us. It's what he does for his bride. No greater love hath any man than this, than he lay down his life, his mind, will, and emotions, uh, ambitions, goals, desires, for his friends, for crying out loud. Yeah, yeah. So if I came to you, just like Christ, I came that you might have life and that more abundantly. I'm not coming so that I can live and get something from you. Exactly. So exactly right. We've, we've got it. You know, I mean, it comes back down to what Jesus said, you know, you've got to grow up. (laughs) I like Uh, that. I like that. Yeah. Yeah. Your kingdom, you, you, he says, your kingdom subjects to live like a king. So I think bottom line is that's what we've got to be doing. Bottom line. That's what we've got to be doing. Well, good stuff, Ben. I think we, we've given a, um, I'm encouraged to 
we've wrapped it around the flagpole several times. Let's see how it. Yeah, unfolds. we had. Yeah, we beat we beaten this flagpole a few times. So. <laughs> <laughs> no, but it's 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 something that you can't you can never you, you, you can never hear enough of because that's discipleship. You know, is this like, right? You you're influencing me, and I'm influencing you with with our insight and our perception of these things. It constantly challenges me to grow in in how I am in my relationships and yeah. And, Hopefully, vice versa. You know, so as that we constantly every that's what what community is about. That's what we should be doing. That's true. All righty, Ben. Thank you so much for. Well, thank you. Now it's good hearing from you again. We haven't talked for a couple weeks. No, we haven't. Gosh, I've been so busy. And, uh, it's good sharing again to catch up more often. <laughs> Yeah. All right. That's always hop on and smack each other around a bit. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Just like, hey, <laughs> let me help you pick you yeah. up by your bootstraps here. Work out changed a little bit. Yeah. <laughs> well, you guys have a good rest of the weekend, and we'll. Uh, you too. Hopefully, I'll catch up with you this week sometime. Yeah, I'll call you on on my on route somewhere. Okay. Sounds good. We'll okay. catch you. All right. Bye. All right. Bye. 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 Bye.